0: Welcome to The Outpouring with Executive Pastor Bob Oliver of the New Covenant Church of Philadelphia.
1: The Word of God strengthens your spirit. Listen, the Word of God strengthens your spirit. Let me tell you what you are. Because if you don't know who you are, you can never embrace or walk in everything that he intends for your life because your concepts are off. You are a spirit. Say, I am a spirit.
0: I am a spirit.
1: And and it is is your spirit that communes with God. It is your spirit that will live forever. It is your spirit, Janine, that is God Conscious. Am I saying that it is your spirit that will live forever? So, the real you is a spirit. I want you to understand that. And so, you live in a body. So, spirits cannot operate in this arena called earth without a body. That's why Jesus, he needed, he was the word, but he needed a body. To operate in this arena, am I making sense? Legally. Legally. Because in this realm, you need a body to operate. A spirit cannot operate without a body. So you are a spirit, you live in a body, and you have a soul which makes up your mind, your will, and your emotions. Am I making sense? Now, when you hear the word of God, your spirit is quickened. It, it, it makes your spirit come alive. It, it feeds your spirit. Am I making sense? Because you can't walk in this if you don't understand it. Am I making sense? Talk to me. And so your spirit comes alive. The Bible says that man shall not live by bread alone, so that you need more than natural food because you are a spirit, right? And so when you are malnourished in the spirit, mm-hmm. you'll grab for anything. That's good. That's good. When you are malnourished, I have a trainer. He says, if you don't stay on this uh, nutrition plan, you will grab anything because you're hungry. <laughs> that means you'll take any relationship. Mm-hmm. That means you'll listen to any expectation. You'll believe what they say in none. Um, are you hearing what I'm saying? So so your spirit is the real you. The spirit is the you that is has the encoding, the, the encrypting of the kingdom of God. I want you to hear this. Your spirit is has the encoding, the encryption. The for the, the, the kingdom of God. It's, the dec- it's, the, it's encoded for the new man, right? Mm-hmm. So when Jesus was on the cross, he crucified the old man. Am I making sense to you? So that old man, he died. Now he and he said, Now you have all things have become what? New. Come on, talk to me, talk to me. All things have become what? New. So you, because you are born again, your spirit has been revitalized. Your spirit has been restored. Mm-hmm. And you are now able to commune with God. Does that make sense? Because if you don't get this, nothing we say will, that we're going to drop will make sense to you. So your spirit is in communication with God. Now, you have, you have a soul right are you hearing what i'm saying you have a soul which is made up of your your mind your will and emotions i want you to get this your indwelling with your spirit if you're born again is the holy spirit are you hearing what i'm saying the holy spirit is the third member of the godhead god the father god the son god the holy spirit Am I making sense? Come on, talk to me. Am I making sense? It's Sunday, May the 15th. Talk to me. I'm making sense. Good. All right? It's okay that you can talk to me. I teach. We teach. All right? Now, the Holy Spirit has all of the information for your life. Write that down. The Holy Spirit has all of the information for your life. Now, The Bible says that the Holy Spirit shall lead you and guide you into all truth. Now, you have a soul that is not saved. When you were born again, he saved your spirit. Your spirit was like, whoa, I'm alive again. (laughs) I'm alive to the things of God. And so you receive what we call the life of God, the Zoe of God. Am I making sense? It's the, I have given you life and I have given you that more abundantly. All of that happened in your spirit. But your soul has not been saved when you were born again. Your soul, which includes your mind, your will, and emotions, has to be saved every day. Give us this day our daily bread. Your mercies are new. Every morning. Oh, y'all, y'all in the book now. <laughs> and so, and so <laughs> that's good teaching. And so your soul has to be saved every day. Now, this is what God intends. So God intended for the Holy Spirit, Janine, to dwell in us and mingle with our spirit, that the spiritual man would, or your spirit man, would govern your soul, which is your mind, your will, and emotions. Now watch this. This is very important. We have to enter his presence with what?
0: Thanksgiving.
1: Now that has to happen every day in order to make our soul sensitive to our spirit because our spirit is sensitive to the holy spirit your spirit knows that you took less your spirit knows why have you compromised like that why have you settled for that life Now the soul would say, we good. (laughs) The soul, when it's not saved on a daily basis, the soul is more in love with the idea of God than God himself. The soul does not want to surrender to the spirit. It only believes in self-gratification. Mm-hmm. Am I in the book, Janine? Absolutely. The soul is finite, meaning Brandon. The soul is limited, so I only know what I've read. See I only know what you say what I've seen what, what I've seen. So I wind up becoming everything that I've only seen, and that if I live just by my soul you understand why god is after your soul and you understand why the devil's after your soul so the soul is limited in its understanding it cannot fathom or really imagine what God is doing that's why people who are around you are so who are soulish mm-hmm. and when they see the manifestation of what God really did in somebody's life they can't believe it or they say I know that was God yeah did you see his family (laughs) did you see where he come came from that's why they said to Jesus who's your father weren't you born out of uh you were a mystery baby how did you become this because it was a spirit thing are you hearing what I'm saying so the, the soul has its limitations now Here's what I want you to know. Your soul is not your enemy. It's similar to a, when it's untrained, it's similar to an immature child. I want God to do things for me, but I want to run my own life. That's what the soul says. Mm -hmm. Our soul says, I only need God for an insurance policy. Mm. Fire insurance. But other than that, I'm gonna do what I want. And that's what the soul tells you. And so that's why we wanna help you to control your soul. Mm -hmm. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, before I shift to you. The spirit knows the power and gratification of God. The soul will only find peace and fulfillment when it is a vehicle for the spirit to operate that's Mm -hmm. that's some of the reasons as to why we can be depressed or anxious or out of ourselves or stuck because we need another push another uh manifestation of the spirit of god that can elevate and control your soul am i am i making sense now Left unconquered, the soul keeps us open and vulnerable to external attacks. So think about it. Sometimes we feel heaviness or depression, not because we've done anything wrong, but because what our soul is exposed to Mm -hmm. all day.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: You are in the marketplace, or you at school. You're hearing cursing. You're seeing the videos. You're hearing other people talk about it. You're. It's kind of like being in an environment. You're not smoking weed, but the aroma is on you because you're just around it. I'm just walking through the neighborhood, but because that's there, it 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 does something to me, and that's why your soul has to continually be. Re-energize, continually be lifted up. Does that make sense, Janine? Yeah,
0: be being filled.
1: Exactly. And so you Mm got to constantly be in this space of being filled. And so what we want to teach you is you have to learn or we have to learn how to submit our soul to the spirit so that the spirit can rule our life. Mm -hmm. I want to say this to you again. We are learning how to submit our soul to the spirit so that our spirit and the Holy Spirit can rule our life. Because if you simply allow your unsaved soul to control your life, it'll ruin you and you'll still be Christian. And you'll, that, that's, how, that's how you develop what we call Pharisees, where the soul will create its own rules. The soul will create its own customs and, and then look at God and say, I'm doing it my way, aren't you pleased? And then God will say, I never knew you. Because I wanted to know you in the spirit. I wanted to know you by the Spirit. And that's why the scripture says, in him we live. So you're you're literally living in the Spirit. You're moving in the Spirit. And here's the last one, Janine. Your very being is in the Spirit. So why is this so important? When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, they lost three things. Get this down for your notes. They lost three things number one they lost the holy spirit so anytime you declare independence from god you lose his spirit that's what they lost they said we're we're on our, he said you're on your own so he brought his spirit back to him he said i'm taking my spirit back here's the second thing that they lost they lost the kingdom mm-hmm. their ability to be a master their ability to rule. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, here's the third thing that happened. Their soul took authority. In other words, they were now subject to their environment. You ever hear people say, I'm a product of my environment? That's not how God intended. He said, I could put you anywhere and you still can become something because you are not a product of your environment because wherever you might be, you are still in me. In him I live, yeah. in him I move, in him I have my being. So wherever you might be, you can get out of that because yes. you are always in him. In Christ, I can do all things. So that means if I'm in him, everything is possible.
0: Amen. Are you hearing what
1: I'm Absolutely. saying? I mean, this, I'm just wanna make sure that that makes sense and I'm gonna give you this last scripture that will bring all of this to make sense. So Jesus says, and while I'm sharing this, I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians 2, verse seven, right? 1 Corinthians 2, verse seven. So Jesus says that the, the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth. Do you know how many times throughout the day we lie to ourselves? Here go the, here's the lie.
0: Hmm.
1: Nobody loves me. I'm not worth it. I don't think I'm ever gonna get out of this. I'm gonna just just settle down right here. This is it for me. This is it, I'm gonna just come to church, come to church, hear it, hear it, hear it. He says, I have come to show you the truth. The truth is you're new. The truth is that you have resurrection life inside your clothes. Mm -hmm. The truth is you're a king. The truth is you're my son, you're my daughter. That's the truth. So the Holy Spirit says, I'm not only gonna come to show you this truth, but I am also, this thing blew me away. I am also going to show you things to come. This is John 16, like 23, 24. Now watch this, don't turn to it now. I'm gonna show you your future. That scares me. I'm not even going to, I'm not just going to tell you the truth about you. So he says, I not only want you to be a better person, but I'm going to show you where you're going to go. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, if you really can get this in your spirit. Now, here's the prayer when you're in your worst situation. It's a simple prayer. God, show me your way. (laughs) No, 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 I'm I'm talking about people that are hanging on by a string. God, show me your way. Now, here's what I found out about God. He loves when his children are vulnerable. (laughs) He loves when you are in a state of weakness, because when you are weak, he can be strong.
0: Thank you, Jesus.
1: He loves when you need mercy. I'm trying to tell you. That's why he's saying, daughter, ask me. In, in fact, Janine, you can ask me anything. Yeah. Because I, I, I long to hear from you. He's saying, Ask me, and I'm going to show you what you ask me. He says, I'm going to show you your future. Now, your future is so incredible that if God downloaded to you at once, you'd have a stroke. Because you wouldn't even be able to handle the magnitude. Of how much he really loves you. Let me, Janine. Can you read uh, 1 Corinthians two, verses six? And we're gonna we're gonna play a little tag here. Okay. Go ahead. First
0: Corinthians two six. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world.
1: Okay. Stop right there. Stop right there. I want you to underline the word word world. The word world right there means cosmos. Jesus says my kingdom is not of this world or cosmos. In other words, he's saying that I have something for you that is from another world. That word world comes from a word cosmetics. That's where we get that word cosmetics, cosmos. So he's saying that my wisdom is not influenced by this world system. Go Mm -hmm. ahead, read Janine
0: which God ordained before the world unto our glory. All
1: right, so God is so good. This is how you, he set it up before you were even born. He, in other words, Brandon, he, no matter, no matter how we got here, whether our parents didn't want us or whether they wanted us, we got here. But the reality is that God, in his wisdom, finished us before he started us so the fact that we have started is proof that there's a plan Marva that's already finished that's why you need faith faith comes by hearing James that's why you gotta constantly hear so you can bring your spirit into alignment with what he already declared for your life keep reading Janine Go ahead.
0: Verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Oh God. Even the hidden wisdom. Watch
1: this. God hid the wisdom. God hid it from the rest of the world because He says the only way they can get what I have is they got to come through Jesus. Yeah. So here's the challenge. The only reason that the people that believe in Him don't have it is because they allow themselves to be in ignorance because he said my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. He's saying that Satan didn't even do the destruction. You're being destroyed because of what you don't know, Hosea 4-6. Read, Jay.
0: Which God ordained before the world unto our glory, mm-hmm. which none of the princes of this world knew. for they had know, For had they known it, they would not had crucified the Lord oh, of glory. Now
1: watch this. The enemy of your soul does not know God's plans for your life. He senses it.
0: That's good. He
1: senses who
0: you could become.
1: He senses who your children could become. So he's saying that the, the, it had the enemy knew that god's death on the cross would have saved you he would have never have done it oh my god if people knew that the stuff that they put you through would have brought you closer to god they would have never have done that because watch this some of the stuff that you've gone through you learned how to pray you learned how to fast you got broken through that thing That thing that you thought was from the enemy, it was the very thing that drew you closer. That's how you know he's stupid. That's how you know he doesn't know the plans of God because the stuff that you went through, it drew you nearer. When your mother was in that hospital, Janine, it drew you nearer to God. We lost three of our parents in the course of four years and all of that weight all of that struggle will let you know that at the end of it, it's God. It's God. It's not my education. No. It's not the university. It's not my degree. It's not my job. It certainly ain't my supervisor. It's God.
0: God. It's God.
1: You're doing hospice care for your mother, waiting for her. And the nurse says, well, when you, when you hear this sound, when you hear this sound, that's when you know, it's God and you go through that, it's God. You don't want nothing else but God. And, and, and sometimes God, because he knows how to get the best out of you, Guess what he'll do. And I know we don't like it, but he will pull you into a situation. God, You'll say, well, how do I get up in here? No, 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 no. There's some stuff you did. But there's stuff that he'll pull you into that thing. And he said, I'm right in the fire with you. I'm right in here with you. You said, no, no, no. And you can't pray your way out of this one." I'm right in here with you. And it is in that place he'll show you mm-hmm. how to depend on him. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. He'll show you. He, he'll, put a, he'll put an anointing on your life. Meaning, you want to add something to that? I'm just...
0: He's fired up, y'all. I'm, in, I'm enjoying the teaching. Okay. okay. But I do have I have, I have gotcha. a very good connection that gotcha. we just heard last week. I'm going to read these last two scriptures. Read that last it. scripture, and then we're going to go to Psalm go 23 again.
1: Go, read verse 9, 10, and 11. Just read it straight. As it is written.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I left it.
1: Yeah. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> Point to it again.
1: Right here, verse 9.
0: But as it is written, eye hath not seen Mm. nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Mm, mm, mm. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. Now,
1: he has revealed things for those that love him by his what? By his Spirit.
0: For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Mm,
1: keep going, keep going.
0: For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of a man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, watch this, watch this. but the Spirit of God. Mm.
1: Keep going, keep going. Now
0: we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit which is of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God.
1: Keep reading, keep reading.
0: Which things we also speak not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth but which the Holy Ghost teacheth comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God.
1: The natural man is the soulish man. That's good. He says your soul, if it's, not, if it's not in alignment with your spirit or under the rule of your spirit, your soul will say the things of God are foolish. You mean to tell me you're going to do that? You mean to tell me you're going to invest in that ministry? Yes, I am. Haven't you worked so hard for that? See, they said, you mean um, you're going to jump in a pool to get healed? Yes, I am. You're going to believe that God can do that? Yes, I do. For the na- for the natural, soulish man, all of the things of God are foolish. Mm-hmm. That's why you got to train your soul.
0: But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ and the
1: gateway to transformation is the renewing of your mind and he said in that next verse in chapter 3 he said I couldn't even speak to you because you are carnal you are soulish he said I couldn't even give you spiritual things
0: and so before you stop there Let's bring to light how this relates to our mission of crowning our year with goodness. Yes, you want to share that? Sure, and so as we press in to realize that our mind, our will, and our emotions have to become subject To the spirit of the living God that's how we continue every day how many people in the middle of the year you start feeling oh my goodness I don't know if it's going to happen I don't I don't know if what I had in my heart or what I wrote down or what I desired for my family my children my profession my ministry we don't know if it's going to happen but when you when we when we focus on renewing Mm -hmm. our mind every day, when we focus on really making sure that we're operating in the spirit of the living God, then we are less likely to give up Mm -hmm. on on the dream of God that he placed in your heart. If he placed it in your heart, then he intends to provide all the provision, all of the strength, all of the favor, all of the energy, everything you need in order for it to happen. And so why we wanted to go back to Psalm 23 is, to, is to, to clearly draw out six of the main things that he's saying to us in that, in that Psalm, mm. okay? We want to draw it out. And I'm going to give some context to help us understand the magnitude of what the shepherd does for us. Wow! Jesus said, in John, he said, I am the good <laughs> shepherd, right? Mm. And so we know that he has... The, the amount of work that goes into being a shepherd in the natural, it gives us a picture for what Jesus has done for us. And, the, and I think we need to focus on this because, you know, in our Western society, I mean, how many of you have been shepherds? Check. I just want to check. Right. So, so we don't really have A true understanding of the psalm when we don't really understand David, who was a shepherd, and then Jesus saying, I am the good shepherd. What is all this shepherding? Like, what does it really mean? And so I'm going to read the psalm, and then I'm going to draw out the points I want you to take with you and give some context for this and how this really pressing in to make sure our spirit is lifted, that we're, we're sensitive to the voice of God, that we're hearing him, that we're obeying him, how that really is what is going to bring us into crowning our year with goodness, mm. seeing our paths drip with abundance. Mm. And so the Psalm says, the Lord is my shepherd. Yes. <coughs> Pardon me. Bless you. I shall not want Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Verse number one. Write this down. Take this down in your notes. God owns you. <laughs> it's easy to forget because we think we own ourselves and our children and our spouses because that's what the soulish man tells us. This is my stuff. I'm handling my business. I'm taking care of this. I'm I'll life. be all right. It's, it's my life. No, your life is not your own. God owns you. Mm, and boy, so we emphasize the... I shall not want oftentimes, but the reason we should not want, we shall not want is because God owns us. (laughs) He literally is the Lord. You ever had a landlord? He is the Lord of our life. We shall not lack for anything when we submit to the fact that He owns us. You don't want to slip out of His care. And so the kingdom is not a democracy. The the United States is a democracy, but we're not citizens of the United States, first and foremost. We are citizens of the kingdom of God. Heaven is our country. Mm. And so when you're a citizen of another country, we were sent here to be ambassadors for who? The head of heaven.
1: That's right. That's right
0: so we don't operate in a democracy and when we do we slip into that soulish operation of our lives and of our minds and of our will our our emotions right and so that's
1: good
0: we want to begin and i was talking with my friend yesterday we want to begin to be consciously dependent on god mm. consciously dependent on yeah, god that's good consciously dependent on God, not just when we're in trouble, not just when our child is in trouble, not just when something goes wrong at work or with our spouse or with our loved ones, consciously dependent on him for every little thing. And this is a habit that we can develop in our lives to help us move ourselves forward, depending on him, reshaping our mind to remember that God owns me. My children are lent to me. Yeah, my
1: life is not my own.
0: My life is not my own. Therefore, I lack nothing. Okay? The next point, number two, you can rest. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. And so, again, I'm, I'm focusing on this because geography in the Bible is not just—it it almost becomes a character of the Bible. You know, we think about the names of the people, Samuel and Jesus and uh, Nathaniel and, uh, you know, Ma- Ma- jo- oh, you want to say John, Joshua. Uh, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. We think about these people, Sarah, Hannah, all these different people. Eutychus mm-hmm. its one of my favorites. Yeah, Nobody says Eutychus, is, right? Or Epaphras. <laughs> Epaphras. You know, the names we often hear are the ones we don't, but the, the geography is also... Um, a character in the Bible, and so when you talk about green pastures, if you have your phone, you can, uh, or if you're at home, you can type into Google uh, "tableland," tableland, right? And you'll get a better idea of what a pasture is, really. So you may have, like, like I do, and like many of us did, um, a picture of like a sheep or sheep in this bright, lush, green. Land, right? That's what you, is that what you think of when you think of pasture? I see a lot of people nodding their head yes, but when you look up table land and that's what the shepherd is really talking about here, it's, it's nothing like that. Mm. It, it looks like a desert with tufts of green. If you've been uh, to Israel you, or you know, you've that's been to good. this land, you will see the tufts of, of grass in different spaces that are just around but not necessarily flourishing like you would think of in a bright green mm-hmm, pasture. Mm-hmm. That's not where yeah. the shepherd and his sheep were. That's why he's saying that he's gonna make me lie down in a green pasture because when, summer, when summertime approached, The the shepherd would have to take the sheep up to higher ground that he had been working on for a very long time to prepare. And as you got, as you went through the paths, and a lot of times they were circling this very dry looking land, they would uh, uh, eventually ascend to a place that was indeed a a pasture land where you couldn't just eat and then it was nothing else left. And so when he's making them to lie down, sheep don't uh, jump up and down a lot. It's hard for them to get up on their Feet, right and so why is God making us like why is he comparing us to sheep mm-hmm. he knows that it, it's a lot it's a lot for us to jump up and out of situations that we come into yeah, yeah, yeah. my my mother died yeah. my son my, my son is in an accident my father-in-law is not well I'm not well this is happening everywhere. all the things that he knows comes to us he knows that it takes a lot of energy and effort for us to pop back up from these things yeah. But we can get up because when he leads us to this place of, of, of a pasture where he's worked on this for us to be, that is where he has designed for us to prosper. John ten four and 5 says, and when he brings out his own sheep, mm. it's important, he goes before them. He went before you. That's why you don't have to be afraid. He was already where he's taking you. <laughs> It's your first time there, but God already saw nothing that's going on in your life that's good or that's not good is a surprise to him. Hmm. It's not a surprise to him. So you can still be of great cheer, right? It says he goes before them, and then what happens? The sheep follow him. Why are they following him? That's why the teaching on the soul was so important. They follow him, the scripture says, because they know his voice. And guess what? Not only do they know his voice, friends, but the voice of another, mm. they will not follow it. Yeah, yeah. They, will know, they will by no means follow a stranger. And listen to this. Not only will they not follow the stranger, they'll flee from the stranger, the scripture says. For they do not know the voice of strangers. You ever tell your, your child stranger danger? That's how the sheep are. <laughs> They're running away from, yeah, right. from anybody who doesn't sound like God how's that for a way to live your life? Running away from any voice, any situation that doesn't sound like God. Mm-hmm, sure. Now here you go. Go ahead. He restores my soul, verse, 20, t- verse 3. Psalm 23, verse 3. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And so this restoration is coming to your life. It's coming to your life. Mm-hmm. And as it comes to your life, God gives us in verse six some of the best bodyguards out. You know what their names are? You know the scripture. You know what their names are? They got it. So I heard you. That's right. Goodness and mercy. What are they going to do? They're going to follow, follow me all the days of my life. Yeah. And so here it is. You lack nothing because God owns you. Mm. If you if you give in to His ownership, yeah. you will lack no good thing. And when we give in to His ownership, we can also rest. Mm. Your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions, what will be restored? The word really means it will be repaired. Okay? You're never alone. You have more than enough, and get this Mm -hmm. part you are more than enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because the God of all gods lives inside of you. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, you're safe.
1: Yeah.
0: You are safe. And so before you, you close, I know you had yeah. something else. Before you close, I just want to share a dream I had. It was, it was mm-hmm. not, I, I haven't, I used to dream a lot, but this week, it was Tuesday, and I, I had this dream, and I, I woke up, um, actually, I, I didn't quite wake from, I didn't, you ever dream and you don't remember what you dreamt about? So the alarm, the alarm sounded, and... I was trying to turn the alarm off without waking myself up all the way because I still wanted to be asleep. Okay, I have one person who's done that before. (laughs) who clap right there. So I'm just being honest. I was supposed to be getting up to pray, but I was trying to turn it off and just get a couple more minutes. And so I was like, you know, hitting the phone and knocking stuff off my table. And um, I I heard the Lord say, wake up. Mm. And... Good. I wish I could tell you that I was immediately obedient, but I wasn't. The alarm stopped sounding, and then the alarm went off again, and I heard the Lord say it again: "Wake up." So I, I, I said, "Okay." I, I opened my eyes and I and I woke up, but I didn't. I didn't move, and then I heard the Holy Spirit say, "Get up." So I'm like, "Oh Lord." So I I set up. I set up on the side of the bed, and. I'm, 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 I'm a little like, I'm shaken because I haven't heard God speaking to me like that for a while. Like this stern voice, wake up, get up. So I got up. And then he just instructed me to start to write what was happening. So I began to write what was happening. And then he said, I have another word for you. And this is the word I want you to give to the people on Sunday. And I said, okay. So he repeated himself. He said, wake up, get up, and pray. Mm. Mm. And I know it, it shook my, the, my core because it seems so simple, but the thing God was reminding us of, New Covenant, is that all of the teaching in this, oh my God, what, what better yeah. teacher than Bishop C. Milton Granham? I mean, a master teacher teaching us for years and years and years mm-hmm. and years. Mm-hmm. Pastor Bob, teaching us for years and years and years and years, but there's something inside of you. I pray you can hear what God is saying to me. This body has something special. He said, tell the body to wake up. Stop trying to turn stuff off and delay it and not get up all the way. No, wake up and get up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because it's not just And then I I went to write, the Lord said, because our church. And then he said, no, cross that word our out and write down the church. And I said, yes, Lord. He said, because this church is a part of the church and you have each one of you, each and every single one of you have something very unique like a fingerprint to offer to the world. There are literally, Hans, there are literally, Mel, people waiting just for you. And they won't be able to get you into where they need to be if you don't do what you are supposed to do. And so I had to be obedient and deliver that word. Get up and pray. We gotta press into another dimension of prayer. And this is what God said. There are a lot of different types of prayer, Mm -hmm. but the one prayer in in particular that he said, and I wrote it down, is intercession. It's intercession to really put ourselves mm. in the place of others Amen. so that we can see his kingdom come mm. so that we can see his will be done when we begin to press hallelujah into this level yeah. of intercession that God is calling us to as a body we will change and shift things from the past in the present and in the future. Prayer is the only place in which we can accomplish that. Mm. So this is not a prayer for a car that God is calling us to. We need a car too. It's not a prayer even for your own health. It's not a prayer, friends. Mm. It's not a prayer for things, God. We'll add all those things. But this, this is a place, this is a place that he's calling us to. Like he prepared a place for the sheep to come to greener pastures, not where you're just getting a little bit here, and then Omar got a little bit here, and then Brandy got a little bit here, and Grace got a little bit here, and then we didn't have much left. No, this is a place of prayer that he's calling to as a body, where you're pressing into dimensions in prayer that you've never, ever known. Where you're hearing from him like yeah. they heard from him in the book of Acts. Go, stand on this road. You're going to see this. You're going to do this. Say this to this person. Mm-hmm. Do this. That is not just for the scriptures, guys. The same spirit yeah. that lived in Jesus lives inside of us today. We can still operate that way. Go up to the 7-Eleven. Go up to the to the, uh, to the the Walgreens, wherever. You can still hear God telling you to do this. You're going to see this. Say this to this person. And that's when the city of Philadelphia will change. New Covenant Church of Philadelphia, reaching what?
1: Philadelphia and
0: and where? And beyond. beyond, 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 beyond. And so that is just an obedience to cry. He's calling us out of just waking up and just trying to do a little devotion. devotion. It's not enough anymore.
1: Mm.
0: He's calling us to a higher Mm. place of prayer. And you don't have to worry, I hear the Holy Spirit saying, if you don't understand what I'm saying. All you have to be is what the scripture said. And I believe God will show us how to put it all in place. Mm. You have to be willing and obedient. And, obedient, yes, and you'll eat the fat of the land. Mm. Mm. Amen. 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 Amen.
1: Amen. Come on. Come on. Give it up for God. Come on. Stir it up, stir
0: it up. Thank you, Lord.
1: Come on. Let's thank him. God, I thank you. Come on, let's bless him. Let's bless him. Come on and bless him. Come on and bless him. Come on. on Hallelujah. Stir us, stir us, stir us. Yeah, yeah, stir us. Stir us, stir us. Wanna add, I wanna add one thing. I wanna add one hold on hold for one second, Tim. I wanna add one thing to what Janine said as we obey him, we will also find our people. Yes. And this is very important. As we obey him, we will find our people. Jesus was, it's Mark chapter three, verse 31. He was giving this major, major uh, leadership seminar
0: Mm. and he
1: was by the seaside. And they said, hey Jesus, there's your mother and your brothers. And then he looked at his disciples and he said, who is my mother and my brother, except for those that do the purpose of God. Here's what I want to say to you. As you step into the purpose of God, he will shift your family relationships. He wants you to see that he has relationships for us that are beyond our natural family. It's not just the people that are in your household, but he's saying that as you lean in to what Janine said, I'm gonna show you the people, that's your brother, that's your mother, your sister, and they're gonna join you as you fulfill the will of God for your life. Amen? Amen. Amen. There's someone today that wants to be, to give their life to Christ, to be born again. He said, unless you be born again, you cannot see or enter the kingdom of God. You can't get your citizenship unless you are born again by the Spirit of God. And so, if you are here today and you want to be born again, you want to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. I would ask you to just lift your hand up in the air or if you're looking at this on on the live um, you can text you'll see the number uh, on the screen you can text that number if you want to make a decision for christ so i want to pray for you for those of you that want to be born again that want to be a son and daughter of god father i receive jesus christ as my savior I I accept him as my Lord and I ask him to forgive me of all of my sin. And as a result of that being forgiven of all of my sin, I declare you my Lord, my owner, and my Savior. And if you have done that prayer, you are a son and a daughter of God. Welcome to the kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray.